Hello and welcome to the Televerse. Live and in person! Live and in person! Oh my god! This is very. Oh, see, we need to do that again. I'm not surprised. Okay. Way louder! Hello and welcome to the Televerse with Kate Kalsik and Noel Kirkpatrick. Live! And in person. Live and in person. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Listeners, we're, we're here and we're hanging out in Las Vegas. Um, we are our dedicated podcast uh, people. And so we have left Klaxicon early um, Friday night as we, were, as we record. We To get food because Noel was going to die. Well, yes, there was <laughs> that. You needed to get food. But we ducked out of the Way Hot panel because we needed to record this week's episode. Also that. Um, so I expect to, after we finish recording here, to go to my Twitter stream and see live tweeting mm-hmm. from many people. A uh, friend of the show, Mo Ryan, is there. Yes. Uh, I believe friend of the show, Elizabeth Bridges, is in that panel as well. Yeah, I uh, think so, yeah. Yeah, so, so hopefully they'll be hooking us up with, you know, the vicarious experience um but that's that's just how dedicated we are also retired um i'm sure it'll be an awesome panel i'm hoping some video shows up later yeah but you needed food i needed food we needed to record yes. so that we could finish recording before the wee hours so we could both sleep right sleep is very important considering neither of us have had a lot of it recently <laughs> the joys of travel everyone and layovers and flight oh, delays. layovers but worth it because we're actually yes. in the same room. Yes. And, like, it's amazing. Um, so, so Noel, what is it like actually, like, because listeners do not know this. Uh, don't think, probably think about this most of the time, but we have never met before. Yeah. And we record every week um, via Skype. Uh, what, how's, the, how's the experience different in person? And have I annoyed you sufficiently that you're ready to quit the podcast yet? No, not yet. Well, I'm not allowed to quit. You, <laughs> you told I'm me that be, repeatedly, I'm that I'm not allowed to quit. <laughs> um, so I, even if I were annoyed, which I'm not. Uh, you Challenge I accepted. I can't quit. Uh, <laughs> no, it's been, it's been, it's, it has been really great. And I'm very excited that we're in person. Mm-hmm. And I, this, even though I'm the one holding the microphone right now. Much uh, appreciated, <laughs> by the way. We're going to trade that off. Right. <laughs> but it, it's, it's really fun. And. Um, I'm looking forward to reading while you edit this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. There's that. Oh, the joy of super, it's behind the curtain for, yeah. for you. You're like, this is, this is very different. Yes. It's like, he's seeing me do, do all the stupid all the... managerial things. That I don't have to do, because <laughs> I do very little work. <laughs> I just show up and mouth off. Kate does all the actual labor. Yes. <laughs> yes. You require my assistance <laughs> for this. That's, yes. Remain dependent. Um, um, I just make Corey do it otherwise. Well, there, there <laughs> is that. There is that. Um, we, we're, we're having fun here at Klexicon in Vegas. However, what we have discovered so far into our week, we're going to have a whole Klexicon wrap-up next week. Um, it's been terrific so far, the The, the, the two panels went, we went to. We went to. I missed, we missed, well, you didn't miss. I missed the Steven Universe panel because I was still on the plane right. when that was happening. And I missed it because I didn't want to not be here when you got to the hotel. Yeah. So there was a Steven Universe panel that we didn't get to go to, which sucks. Um, but the other stuff we have been to so far has, has been super fun. Less fun. We are not Vegas people. No. Vegas is loud and crowded and I don't like that. There's a lot of there's a lot of honking. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of people like trying to get you to buy stuff and go into their you Clubs. know club that they're promoting. 
And I'm like, oh, no, thank you. I'm leaving the party. If I was going to be at the party, it would be at the Clexicon party tonight. It would not be at Random Club in Vegas. I'm not a Vegas person. No, I'm not a Vegas person either. And you kiboshed my idea to have a girl direct to us, which is a sign that we saw. Yeah. And have her on to discuss her favorite show for the DVD shelf this week. And yeah. you were just like, no. And I just went, well, that's a terrible idea. But... Yeah, it's it's loud, it's bright, and I'm glad we're like six and a half miles away from the strip where there's no bright lights. Yeah, and, and, and you know, we're not trying to yuck other people's yum. No. Everybody else, I'm sure, is very excited to be in Vegas specifically for Collectron or whatever reasons that, you know, the people we're seeing around the town uh, tonight are in Vegas for. It's uh, like... Like we were talking on, on our on our left back. Yeah. Uh, like I'm I'm the person who's like, hmm, I'm at the mi- in the middle of this convention. Is there like a diner somewhere that's brightly lit with no music where we can actually talk and like not have music and not have too many people and like that's that's always been me. Whereas I'm very much like, is there does the hotel serve food? Yeah. <laughs> is, is there room service, but not too expensive? But I'll be willing to pay somewhat for it. Or can we get pizza to the room? You know, the yeah. the room service here comes out of my deposit that I had to put down for the room. Oh. So we can we can get room service tomorrow if you want. Noted. We will <laughs> I'll keep that as an option available. Um, but uh, so th- this week on the podcast, it is a somewhat truncated week. Somewhat, once again. but. Like there just weren't there weren't a lot of shows this week either. Yeah, there were there were um, we, because of the address we got on Tuesday that I was happy to work through. Um, th- there were several shows that took that day off because of When We Rise on ABC. A bunch of those shows have taken the week off. We're going to talk about When We Rise next week, so that yes. we can talk about the, the talk about it as a whole as we record. The last part is airing tonight, so obviously we haven't seen that yet. Um, and um, and so because of those various things, and also traveling across the country um and getting ready for Clexicon. um it, there's fewer shows but we we as always we have opinions we have thoughts there'll be plenty of interesting discussion i'm sure and at the end uh, for our second segment this week for a special segment this week we're having some trivia time yes in-person trivia i'm very excited right no we searched high and low for tv quiz <laughs> And we ended at BuzzFeed. I don't know why. But um, it looks challenging, and we, we'll put the link in there, and you yeah. guys can, can play along at home and, and tell us uh, how much better trivia you are than us. Or marvel at our brilliance. Let's not – maybe we'll just nail it. I, I looked at some of the questions. Uh, I don't know that I can. But we'll find <laughs> out, won't our we? Our powers combined. combined. Noel, our powers combined. Okay, um, any well, other... you're going to have to get all those Game of Thrones questions they put on there. I did used to have a Game of Thrones podcast every right. week. There so is... you'll be okay. I've read most of the books. Yeah. Most of most of the books. Yeah, because so. it's a very contemporary driven, like, it's it's not any TV history. But we will also find out which TV pioneer you are. It's very exciting. <laughs> and, and, and then after after the podcast, after we finish recording, I am d- determined to take the TV theme song quiz. Um We'll see how that goes. It's okay. a timed quiz, too. So. Oh, well, that's that adds a little bit of extra pressure. It does indeed. Yeah. See, these are the things that we do for fun, <laughs> listeners, because we're nerds and we're awesome. I'm nodding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kate's normally able to see me nod, but now she has to look at the side of her. I have to see you uh, nod yeah. with my eyes instead yes. of with the computer? Yes. Oh, yeah. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> uh, so with no further delay, let's, uh, let's, let's take a break, listen to a little music, and come back with our Weekend TV. Yes? Yes. Excellent. Right back after this. I had what I thought would clear open eyes. 
talk I mean, it just felt right to start with steven universe this week yes and rock naldo um for reasons that will become clear then we're gonna talk a little supergirl homecoming the flash attack on central city jane the virgin chapter 57 the good fight the strip list uh, i'm gonna talk a little bit about the the top chef finale com- uh, comida final and then we have the detour the tub many thoughts there mm-hmm. and we'll round things out with legion chapter four uh so first up noel uh, at Klaxocon uh, on Sunday, a couple days after we record this, we are going to be speaking on a panel about allies in the media, how to be a good ally to our, our LGBTQ... Um, IA. Know, IA, thank you, for example. Right, right there. <laughs> right there. Um, um, you know, brothers, sisters, and non-gender conforming um, siblings. Um, and, and so it felt appropriate that we start with Ronaldo, which is all about Ronaldo being... Oh, Horrible ally. The worst ally. He's so terrible. Yes, he is. He's terrible. He's passing out brochures about the truth about rock people in, um, whatchamacallit? Um, Beach City. Beach City. Yeah. And wow, it's late (laughs) for me. Um, So, and Steven's just like, you can't call us that. Mm -hmm. But it becomes... uh, Ronaldo becomes a member of the Crystal Gems. And, well becomes a member of the air quotes quotes. yeah and things just go from bad to worse from there because he wants everything to be about him and steven's just like it's not about you man (laughs) and it's 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 a really good episode it's a very subtle episode i think um i didn't feel like it was subtle at all well i think it like actually goes back to like what we were talking what our one of our panels was talking about which is um representations of ideas and concepts within children's media and whether or not you necessarily get those and who are those concepts for Mm -hmm. and this isn't like it's not didactic in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and i think that that's really important within the steven universe is very rarely like overtly didactic and so i feel like this is actually fairly subtle in terms of looking at it from a sense of like allyship i think that's something that you and i see or Mm. People more tapped into the particular fandom yeah. will be like hyper conscious of. Yeah. Whereas I feel like a kid watching it is just like Ronaldo is just not a very good team player. Yeah, he's not a very good friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not a good friend. Yeah. But th- there's a difference between being a good friend and being a good ally in a lot of cases. And I think that that's where that that's why I think it's particularly subtle is that it it reads as a good allegory for that, but it's not necessarily, you don't need to know the allegory to appreciate what's happening with it. And his very sad 
star <laughs> that just keeps wilting. Yeah. The worse things go. Well, yeah, and it, it's very much in the the conversation right now for me and my particular bubble and my my political uh, thoughts and um, the the discussions around allyship in um and particularly like right now with next week we have the um if you're following women's march uh we're gonna have the day without a woman and the conversations around okay well who is that for um who is it if you feel like you can or can't participate is that a good or a bad thing and there's a lot of conversation around um this particular approach um, the, like feminism with that, um, and then the, the the long history of lack of intersectionality in feminism, and the the closed doors to so many people in feminism, the history of feminism in in the U.S. Um, that, so so like that all that is on my mind. So then I watched this episode, and it's just like it's like beating me over the head with it. <laughs> but like you said, uh, and and like our pan- some of the panelists said um, at one of our panels uh, today, which again we'll talk about next week. Um, this was for this was not this message was not for me it was not for you it was for kids who are watching is put in a way that they're going to understand what what this means as well yeah because theoretically hopefully most of the adults watching already know this um hopefully we don't see ourselves reflected too much which is something i know i worry about sure sure nobody wants to be ronaldo don't be the ronaldo of your friend circle well you never want to be ronaldo in general in general because that means that you're living by yourself muttering about conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and that's not cool unless you're david Duchovny. yeah you gotta have that you've got to have that look yeah and i don't have that look i can't be that guy <laughs> None of us can. yeah no and so but in this particular case it's it's still really good because it's Stephen trying to instruct in a lot of ways the best way to be a crystal gem mm-hmm. and but also acknowledging the fact that he had to do himself a good deal of learning before he was even able to go on missions mm-hmm. there was training and practice involved and that sort of thing and i think that that's that was really important is like you you have to like kind of come to awareness basically and i think that that's not necessarily where steven's coming from but well it is where steven's coming from in a mm-hmm. lot of ways but also just the fact that it's not necessarily like on the gyms to help yeah. ronaldo figure any of this out because it's not they're off doing something else for most of the episode in fact mm-hmm. but it's also like the kind of acceptance of when garnet when of garnet where ronaldo finally gets it Mm-hmm. And Garnet's very happy. And yeah. happy Garnet's the best Garnet. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of thing is really important because it helps you realize that you've attained a degree of understanding that you didn't have before. You've achieved some sort of personal growth, some sort of empathy. And if Steven Universe is about anything, it's about empathy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really significant. And it's, I don't, the other thing about this episode is I feel like you really can't do this episode with any other character other than Ronaldo. Yeah. Who's someone who's deeply invested in his own belief systems, as we were just joking about with his conspiracy theories and keeping Beach City weird, that literally no other character could do this mm-hmm. and have it work anywhere near as well. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I really liked about the episode is that it, despite everything that I said, I, I really like, I thought it was a very good episode. It was infuriating, but the right kind of infuriating. Yes. Um, is that... Despite all of the stuff that felt very obvious and and 
you know, like a important good message, but a very clear message. Uh, I had never thought about why does Steven not go by his rock name, which I would never have thought have thought of that as like a terminology. Right. And I was like, well, that's a bit, a bit heavy headed. Is it? Maybe it's not. Huh? Why doesn't he? And like the the, the, the... because people keep trying to kill him when they call him that, <laughs> well, as yeah. he points out. Yeah, like, which is good. Uh, he points that out. But, but I, what I liked is that the episode. Um, you know, maybe maybe if you're like me, you haven't thought about that. Maybe I'm just dense, but you haven't thought about that as much in the past. And then also bringing up again, continuing this thread of his relationship with his mother and his yeah. other issues that we've seen in the, in the last several episodes, um, as well as getting him to think about um, his his identity as mm-hmm, mm-hmm. part human, part gem. Um, and, and so he spends most of the episode absolutely in the right and, and like trying to steer and guide and help. But then in the end, Ronaldo does, again, help him in some way by prompting this, this conversation and some more in, introspection from Stephen. So I like that despite so much of it being very, you know, for me at least, rather broad strokes in like primer for, for kids and allyship, there were also these these other issues in there too. These other like, especially by the end of the episode. Um, so so I I both liked and did not like this episode, but in in a, in a productive in, way, in the right kind of way, right. in the way that they were going for. Right, and I, I think one other thing that we should mention before we wrap up with this is Connie's placement mm-hmm. within this whole organization is that she's identified as a crystal gem. She has Rose's sword, mm-hmm. and Ronaldo's really upset about this. Yeah, because it's just like, but. I, I need a weapon. She has a weapon. She's not even a gem. I'm a gem. And she's like, no, you're not. And also, she's had to beat up holograms. Yeah. Ronaldo, you haven't had to beat up any angry she's holograms. She's the work. You <laughs> yeah. don't get to just show up right. and get and, a special power. Right. And I think that that's really important. Like, And also, like, just even within Connie's mark as um, ethnic minority, and Ronaldo is very much not that. And yeah. it just feeds into this whole conception of where the gems fit where steven fits and then where connie fits within this other not great choice of words by saying other there but within this group of people mm-hmm. and i think that, that that was really significant but also connie's place in the episode is pretty minimal mm-hmm. mostly to just keep informing this whole journey that ronaldo's on that comes to a beautiful photoshop of him shaking hands with pearl <laughs> and going that never happened <laughs> Because Pearl would never shake hands with Ronaldo. No, no, she. No, thank you. No, thank you. Speaking of, I, I, should I expect your Pearl cosplay? As, as you know, you teased that on Twitter. I'm just saying. Oh, uh, I want to know. Would I do it? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'd absolutely do it. But you're not this weekend, though. No, not this. I do. Do I look like I have really tight orange shorts in it? <laughs> I hope no. You've seen the drawer. I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. There's not a lot of suitcase. No, space. there's not a lot of suitcase space here. The whole like extra garment bag situation. Well, uh, not to mention the, the sword would be a bit much. Yeah, the and top hat or whatever. Which right. And the look. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna distract here. We need to get back to the week in TV. Let's move on to our next show, and that is Supergirl: Homecoming. Um, this is basically just the Dean Kane episode. And um, what did you think about him coming back? And did, are you excited for him returning and and being more part of the narrative, or were you happier with him just off screen and vague? It's weird because I was happy with him off screen and vague, really, for the most part, just because 
I don't really care that much about Jeremiah, and mm-hmm. also the show doesn't care about Jeremiah, yeah. because they just kind of completely forgot that they were looking for him <laughs> after they got themselves a fancy new headquarters. And they just went, oh, well, we don't have time to do that. Cadmus is here, but you're, he's, he's with Cadmus, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all very confusing that why we didn't do this sooner, and the answer is, well, Dean Kane may not have been available, though I have my doubts about that. And but it's also just because they were ready. They needed to like really focus in on Cadmus, going like towards like the middle part of the end of this season. So it's time to ramp all of that stuff up. And so him coming back is like the whole reveal of him being somewhat in league with Cadmus, at least unwillingly, probably probably uh, made some deal to spare Kara and yeah, yeah, and Alex. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, it's it's not com- particularly compelling um, in terms of, like, the betrayal and everything. And we have yet another fight where they try to blow up the DEO with a nuclear core again. That's, like, the fifth episode in a row that this has happened. Yep. And it, it's it's fine. It's all fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it what his return does better is, like, it starts to show fissures. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is, like, the big takeaway, is that his return starts to fracture some things in interesting way, in interesting-ish ways, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And so how did you feel about him coming back and what his presence did to basically all of, well, not all of, because James was not involved in this in any way, shape, or mm-hmm. form? Because who remembers James this week? No one. <laughs> um, how did you feel about this? I like most of what we got with, with Jeremiah, I think it could have been executed a little better, probably, um, in just in performance, in some like tweaking of timing. Uh, uh, I, I, I found myself a couple times be like, "Give me a better shake." Um, but but the the beats and the 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 who ended up on which sides and and when Kara Akara starts doubting. And everything. I thought that for the most part worked well. I liked Wynn popping in and being like, "This, yeah, this is not cool." I mean, you're right, you're right. I kind of hate that you're right because Car's gonna be mad at me. But you know, the way that that went down, I thought worked pretty well. Um, the the issue, the only issue I have is with Monel because they are writing him in the douchiest way, and I get why they're doing it. I don't have the problem with with the with the Kara Monel pairing that so many other people. In this in the the fandom, that have. is really boring. Yeah, yeah. He's he's he is a vanilla love interest for her, and she's already like she, she's cake better ice cream. She's very <laughs> sweet already. Um, so you, you need a stronger flavor to go with that. Um, but um, like Lena, <laughs> supercore. Yeah, um, that's what it that's is. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, I, I think having him, I think they don't want him to be perfect. They don't want him to like say the, be right about Jeremiah and do it in the most thoughtful and respectful way. They want him, it'd be easy to, easier to dismiss him. So like, I can see all the reasoning of why they're handling the character the way they are, but having this episode come right after the episode of him basically peeing on her leg doesn't do nice things for the character and and it, I think having those two back to back with such frustrating sexist uh, and, dis- and and disrespectful um, behavior from Monel towards Kara and not respecting her opinion, not like 
blurting out that they're dating when she very specifically said not 12 to. 12 seconds. 12 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, like, like th- there's too many things all in a row of him not respecting her. Um, and we're losing sight of the reasons she likes him other than, you know, the actor's pretty. And um, I liked that we got a little detail in this episode of her being like, yeah, I kissed you and I didn't break your nose. That would be like a logistical, like significant thing. Yes. For someone like her. And and I thought that was a nice little little touch. Um, but I think we need more reminders of, of why she likes him if they want the punch of his... Line. Sudden but inevitable betrayal. Sudden but inevitable <laughs> betrayal <laughs> to, to, to land. Yeah. Because right now it won't because there's too – I mean, I don't think for a lot of people it will. For some it will. I'm sure there, there are the Mount fans out there. But I think they're, they're not doing enough work to balance his dickishness um, with validating what she sees in him and the potential she sees and the growth in him. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that all the growth and potential in him is, was kind of front-loaded to his initial appearance this yeah. season. And then it was, like you said, two back a pair of episodes where he's all of that isn't present. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of this is him being a Daxamite and being like, well, this is how this works, except it's not grounded in any of that either. No. So it becomes this weird, weird thing where we we know he's goofy and charming and likable even but Mm -hmm. then he's just an asshole for a weird set of reasons that isn't bound in his not understanding earth customs yeah and that's where a lot of this comes from is like him being suspicious of jeremiah i think makes a lot of sense given the fact that he has zero attachment to this man Mm -hmm. and he's able to see outside everyone's filters of jeremiah's back isn't this great except for eliza who's kind of like we are very different people now yeah i need you to take a step back i love that exchange it's it's the best thing in the episode quite honestly but everything else around it is not it's not grounded in anything beyond we need someone to not trust him, but we can't have it be Wynn because Wynn's stake in all of this doesn't work. And then we also have to deal with the fact that Jean's a psychic and it's like, oh, I didn't think to read his mind for half the episode. Because the episode needed, like, like, it would be, um, they could have had, they could have had that, like a little communication from him. It's like, they get the sense that he's only shielding part of his mind or like, and, and yeah. or they, there could have been some like reminder to the audience of he's not reading his mind because he's his friend. Right. Or like, you know, not probing deep because he's his friend. Like there, there are reasons like it doesn't make sense for Jean to not like just, he's a smart person to do yeah. a quick, he's a cautious person. Too, yes. To do a quick, like this is really, yeah. Um, and on the up and up on the up and up. Yeah. And, and so I, th- I think they could have handled that better. Another, the, the, I will say though, the one thing that I do think they handled well with with Monel here is when he does by the end of the episode learn and say, "How can I help?" and and doesn't he just just is there? It's like, okay, we need that now. That yeah. needs to be like this needs to be the episode where he learns his lesson. Yeah, and retains the lesson is also the yes. really important thing because yes. he keeps being told not to do certain things. Yeah, and then he keeps. Doing. The next week, he does them again yes. and has to learn it again. And it's yeah. just like, I don't need you to do this anymore. And in fact, I need I need Calista Flockhart to come back and yell at you. <laughs> that would be, oh my God. It would be so wonderful. Right? Yeah. That would be delightful. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this week's episode of Supergirl? No. You? 
Um, Danvers? Sanvers. Um, I like the fact that there wasn't like a sisterly reconciliation this week and that they kind of went to their respective partners, I think made a lot of sense, Mm -hmm. given that they're actually in relationships, both of them now. Um, even though arguably, um, Alex and Maggie are slightly more mature and put together because Mm -hmm. one of them isn't Monel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that makes a difference, but I like that there wasn't that sort of sister rebonding moment even as mm-hmm. much as i really like those moments and they they propel the show in a lot of ways and keep it afloat um but yeah so at this point i'm just hoping that um dean kane and terry hatcher have a scene together and that's kind of all i need now from dean kane for the rest know of the it's season gonna happen. i know but i need it to happen sooner rather than later yeah. I, I gotta say i the last thing i have is um the win um like pda um, I, I, ah, I love that I totally forgot that was in this yeah, episode I love their commitment to it I do kind of wish if you're gonna go for it go for it and make make her an alien of color <laughs> yeah you know like unless there's a reason that they're not doing that like they don't want to seem like they're introducing a love interest of color just and then they're gonna kill her off or something you know like maybe there's more stuff we don't know but i i love the their you know embrace of that and it, the importance they clearly feel uh, to show an interspecies you know dating uh, like alien and and human um especially with the the show's continuing themes of of immigration and uh and and um you know the the unfortunate parallels in our current <laughs> society um that would be nice and let's give James something to do. Does he though? They, I he, guess he needs something. He needs something. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 as soon as they're punching things again, he can show up with his. Right, cycle. but that's all he does now is punch things. It's just yeah. like you're running Catco, right? How are you doing that exactly? You you're not supposed to think. Yeah. I wonder about also, that. Also, still, why are you handing Snapper pieces of paper? No, yeah. never mind. No, no, no we're no. moving on. No, we're, no, we're, we're moving on. Uh, to our next show, which, of course, is The Flash Attack on Central City, our part two. Um, so, How did you feel about um, the episode that I saw? And I coined, I didn't coin this, but I, I made this joke and someone else made this joke. How did you feel about uh, Waiting for Godot? Because that's what <laughs> this episode was. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was, oh, was kind of stupid. Um, you know, I, I want to like it more. I, I think actually... They've done. They, I think they've done shockingly well with Grodd so far, but we know he's not going to destroy Central City. That they, they live there. They kind of <laughs> like it there. You know, like this. What not are they going to do? Move to Keystone City? city? No, they're, they're not going to re- like take take the old arrow sets of torture. You know, like 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 um, like, like a just burned down, torched. Is what I was going for. They're not tortured. Torched buildings. Um, it's not going to be the star that... city of the future from Legends of Tomorrow last, yeah. week, no, last year. No, they're not going to do that. So we know they're not going to do that. So then it's, how are they going to avoid it? It's, is it a like towards the end of the season? No, then he's not going to kill anyone. So like, they're not going to do that. At least the show has not taught me to expect them right. to, to have such a significant character moment for, for, for Barry at this point. So... It's like there's only so many things it can be. They very notably did not kill. What's his, S, what's his name again? Solovar. Solovar, of course. Um, and in in the com in, in, in the, the the animated series, 
he's an ally, so you know, yeah, kind of the only one way that was gonna go. Um, so so it just was a lot of build up to an anti to an anti climax and not a, an interesting or satisfying one. Um, so I wanted to like it a lot better. It was aggressively dull. I don't know how they make CGI grills dull. Yeah, no, it was it was deeply frustrating for, for just even on a number of levels in that Grodd has this whole army and then he attacks the city with ten gorillas that Jesse yeah. and Wally are able to keep busy while we wait for Solovar to show up. Yeah. She's like, but, but you have hundreds of gorillas that should be destroying this city that in turn they have to recover from in the newscast from the future. And it's just like, well, the city's not recovering from anything because it was one building that got kind of beaten up just a little bit. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it wasn't interesting in any way, shape or form. And I don't know how you make a attack on central city, not an attack where, well, we have some nuclear missiles. Yay. More (laughs) nuclear missiles. And it's just deep. It it was just deeply boring and Barry's, well, I got to kill him. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Barry, you're not going to kill anyone. Yeah. We know you're not going to kill anyone. And, yeah. And also, it's just one of those things where I remember last year where it was very much driven by this whole idea of, I'm going to make you a killer, Barry. Yeah. And that didn't work. No. <laughs> and so when the show drifts into these kind of self-serious doldrums, it's just like, but I want to see you guys fight a giant gorilla. Yeah. But we're going to have a really serious conversation about killing that giant gorilla that's not what this is about <laughs> not what you do the flash um the other thing uh this feels very strange to say tom cavanaugh's voice work was not good like he forgot how to do harry he very much forgot how to do harry yeah it was and he was so good as as grad last week with that low like but jesse l martin was better this week well yeah that was that was super good but that, that, those are both really good and yeah. then i'm like what did you not you do you need the dvds <laughs> like do you, like someone can hook you up with itunes and you can pay the 2.99 and see what you were doing because this is not it this is this that was just bad trust your performance to not need the vocal like back and forth yeah it, it was really rough and a lot of that also for me beyond the voice work had to do with the fact that harry's just a real jerk in a not Harry way in this episode and yeah. that he's aggressively mean to hr in a way that doesn't make any sense yeah. for the character i mean being upset that he's been replaced by a non-genius is kind well, of an issue by an idiot, by an idiot. Yeah. but it's also the fact that dude you chose to go back to earth too that that was you you yeah. made that decision well, and, and have that conversation yeah have you know jesse or wally end up as part of that conversation right like, the, the, and, and, and some of it is the performance, but also, like you said, some of it is the writing. Yeah. For, for, it didn't, it didn't like He spits right. toothpaste into his coffee. That's just mean. Yeah. That's, and that's yeah. not a really hairy thing to be, like, that uh, kind of petty, petty mean. Yeah. Right. He's not petty. He's just a jerk. And a moment of petty gone, and that followed later on by, yeah, sorry, it's, I shouldn't have done that. Like, that's, then that can fit more within the character. But yeah. that's, yeah, it's like they didn't remember what they had done before they didn't trust it to be different enough yeah i think that's what it is is that they need too stark of a contrast between hr and harry but you didn't need that because we've been living with hr this for a while now well and also because tom kevin is very good yes most of the time yes unlike in this episode but i i I almost want to say like it must have been direction because like it feels very straight he's done a a very good job of differentiating all these different uh, versions of wells versions of wells so 
that's what makes me skeptical of thinking maybe it was the director or something else. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, you were captured by some gorillas. You need to be really angry. Okay, I got it, guys. I got it. I got it. And it's just like, what? But no, mm-hmm. is yeah. was the response. So it it was a very like anticlimax is a really good thing because WB. WB, oh my goodness. <laughs> CW really hyped up this uh, two-parter, and it was really aggressively boring. And a lot of it also has to do with the fact that the show does not have a budget to do a lot of gorillas attacking Central City. Yeah. Well, uh, and, like, what are they going to do next time? Because, like, they've done the scale-up thing now. Right. So, and not particularly well. So, yes. So then what are they going to do next time? I guess back to just Grodd in a new way. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's difficult to scale Grodd up in any way, shape, or form after this. Mm -hmm. Part of just, like, doing a lot of psychic takeover, multiple, as opposed to just one person at a time. But that's not going to be very interesting either, I think. Mm -hmm. There's not a huge story there. And that also, even in terms of, like, scaling up his threat, but scaling up the conflict of it is, well, I have to kill him. And it's just like, well, you don't get much more definitive than that. Yeah. But we also know he has to come back because he's been hooked up with Argus, and Argus has a terrific track record of keeping people locked up <laughs> that aren't so good. that aren't Slade Wilson, who's the only person they've managed to keep locked up, in part because guy who plays Slade Wilson does, does not want to come back. Which is too bad. Manny <laughs> Bennett should be working. I'm very clear about this on the course of, over the course of the televerse. Um, most most of your action based shows would be much better with Manny Bennett at least around for a few episodes. Give him a few episodes. You say that, but Schneider, Schneider Chronicles really... Yeah, because he was not on it. He was The episodes where he was on it were way better. They were. They were significantly better. It was like, what are you doing with all these tweens? Oh, my goodness. Anyways, we're getting distracted. Um, let's move from an, oh, unfortunately, to a much more positive episode, I think, for both of us. That was Jane the Virgin, Chapter 57. Uh, were you also uh, much more positive on this one? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I loved um, – I don't know that since Michael – well, leading up to Michael's death and then since Michael's death, they've done just killer work. Whoops. No. Oh. <laughs> well, he died. He wasn't killed. But they've done really good work with uh, the dream sequences and this these intercessions with um, her imagining her novel in this period piece – railroad tycoon type stuff Mm -hmm. which is really fun Mm -hmm. i really appreciated that sudden detail that we got about this but everyone's having a lot of fun in these kind of sepia tone period costumes Mm -hmm. especially um baldoni is just like getting to actually twirl a mustache Mm -hmm. and he's so excited (laughs) that he gets to twirl a mustache and he's just leaning in really hard on this and it's really funny and but then just like breaking the fourth wall with Petra's character asking, "Where are you going with this? If you don't need me, why am I here?" Yeah. And then Zoe going, "You can't put this in here." <laughs> and all the when am I gonna get it? Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's all very funny. And I I feel like I forgot the rest of this episode because I kept focusing on how really pleasurable those were. But then I keep going back to like Jane having to navigate school politics, which I think is really exciting and really interesting to see how she's doing with this particular part of her life, but not too connected to Mateo, which was the issue last week. Mm -hmm. Um, So how are you feeling about this? Well, the main thing for me with this episode is, well, and and I think a lot of the reaction I saw online, uh, a lot of people did not like the the flashbacks because they thought it undercut the romance and the intensity of, 
her book. Okay. It made it too silly for the emotional weight that we know it carries for her. Um, I don't know that I agree with that, um, but I do know I I needed a porch scene. Yes. Oh, it was so wonderful. It was mm-hmm. so, like, all the feels. Yes. Um, it was it was wonderful to have that and to, to have that then trigger the next wave of events with um, with Raph, too. So having him reevaluate his relationship, having her connect that to Petra and then do the <laughs> the most awesome anonymous guard ever. Abby. Abby's Abby, Abby yeah. yeah. Yeah, for, uh, with the... That was a very thing. intricate card that she sent. She felt very strongly about this. She I felt, told you she was evil. She felt only mildly strong <laughs> about the various other things. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But um, I'm not super interested in Shady Raff. Um, I like Zen Raff way more. So uh, I'm not. I'm leery about. He lost the beard. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm leery about whatever thing he's had cooked up since when he had the beard. Yes, with his buddy there. Um, Whose name I can't remember. Whose name we don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but as for the rest of the episode, I did like the discussion of gender bias with Jane. I, yes, it's so lovely to see that's like well all the all the authority figures in my entire life has, have always been women, and they flash all of them like I love you, show. <laughs> Thank you. Let's not mention her that one professor thing. Good job glazing over that. <laughs> um, uh, but so, so I like that they did that. I like. I mean, it was a bit predictable but the the dude bro editor actually having good comments worked once you work through his dude broness yeah that 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 worked i thought and um the i liked uh, you know molly from insecure Mm -hmm. showing up as the other mom i thought that that dynamic was was good and worked worked pretty well and and undercutting our expectations maybe with the lady who runs the the school and, and the whole I think it all came together pretty nicely for me and because like you uh, I don't think I'm as quite as, as high on, on some of the flashbacks as you were but I'm much closer to you than mm-hmm. most of the reviews I saw yeah um, because I am much more positive on that element of the episode and the fun that they're having with that, the meta stuff um, and the the Zoe and Raph stuff is like <laughs> the best so much you know there's a bunch of there's a whole new ship happening <laughs> Um, but if it hadn't happened already, it's sailing now. It's sailing now. Uh, I thought that that stuff worked really well. Do you have any thoughts on Bruce? I still, like, no. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to care, and I, I guess we're just going to be foisted more Bruce upon us now that he is Rogelio's attorney. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't care. See, I I am fine with it. I just I don't want Roanzo again. Like, they need to give Ro something else to do. Or they need to stop playing this game back and forth. Right. She doesn't have anything going on right now. Yeah. Like, nothing. Like, she's got her dance studio, which is successful. She's got a happy, whatchamacallit, she's got a happy relationship with Bruce. Yeah. That's now hitting a new level. Yeah. But that's all she's got. And that's fine for me. I don't, I just don't want to watch Rogelio Pine. Right. Like, I'm like, we've seen that for years on the show now. And, you know, apparently for the three years in between that mm-hmm. we didn't see. Yeah. Something something new for him, please. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's time for, like, something. But I think that they're t- they're too dedicated to it. But they also can't rush him into anything else mm-hmm. because of the, the reality show. Yeah. So they can't do the, – their hands are very tied right now and that they can't do anything with that character until yeah. we get to his Gulliver's Travels mm-hmm. show. <laughs> do you have any optimism that they – see that this is an issue or do you think they feel like this is a strength like i'm not optimistic that they understand that they've overplayed this 
I'm willing to bet that they know that they've overplayed it, but at this point in the season, they can't do anything about mm-hmm. it. And because of the time skip and because of where they kept Rogelio, like yeah. I said, they can't do anything. Yeah. So this is the only card that they can play without just having Rogelio kind of be off on his own show, mm-hmm. which I think is literally his own show within a show within yeah. a show. Yes. One plus one plus one plus one. No. Um, <laughs> so, no, I think that's where they're at, is that they don't have any other ways to use Rogelio yet. Mm-hmm. And until they start wrapping up a bunch of other things, they don't have the real estate. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what they do. Hopefully yeah. uh, my concerns are, prove unfounded, yeah. as has happened plenty mm-hmm. of times in the past with the show. Um, let's move on to our next uh, Badass Ladies getting stuff done and that's the good fight the strip list so this is uh as a three we're still uh, strongly on board yeah i think that this episode's pretty strong overall um the maya stuff is the weakest link Mm -hmm. but in part because her family's the dullest most least interesting part but i feel like everything else is working really really well so far um it's a very strong procedural aspect this week with the um with the doctor with um played by what's his name from happy endings mm-hmm. and yes thank you and uh it blends current events technology everything that the kings love mm-hmm. into a plus a deadline plus we get a uh, justin bartha mm-hmm. coming on to play the charming but slightly shady but really not very shady um mm-hmm. ausa um which is what all asusas on the show are slightly shady but mm-hmm. very charismatic as um kyle uh, Lachlan's character proved us on the good, good wife, but it's a it's a really good procedural stuff. Uh, and then we get the really good firm politics stuff this week as well, and with this Michael Bo- Boatman's character voting for Trump and everyone being flabbergasted and all of us being quite frankly flabbergasted yeah. that uh, Julius Kane would vote for Trump. I would have sooner guessed David Lee voting for Trump, honestly, mm-hmm. but. All of this stuff's working really, really well, but it's also stuff that works really, really well because this is everything that they used to do in The Good Wife, and they just ported it over. Which is why, like, all the newer stuff with the Rundells just kind of, they're still figuring out what these dynamics are, how they can use um, Guilfoyle and uh, Bernadette Peters to the best extent. But Maya's also still kind of a... She's still kind of a cipher, but in a different way from like Alicia was at this stage in The Good Wife, is that she doesn't have that kind of closed-off maskness. She's just someone that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So her anchoring this Rindell stuff, you need Marissa yeah. to have interest in it. But then you keep needing someone we already know to keep this stuff afloat. And that's kind of where I am with the Rindell stuff right now, is that it's fine... But it's being carried mostly by the fact that I think Rose Leslie's doing really good work and has a very Holly Hunter kind of vibe to her performance that I really, really respond to because I love Holly Hunter. But that's basically where I am is, like, she's really interesting and really good, but the plot that she's in when it deals with her parents is just kind of like, or her family, like Jax's. I love Tony McGowan, but it's just a really boring thing that we're Mm -hmm. having to sit through. So how, how are you feeling about everything so far are you less into it or how are you feeling are you regretting your cbs all access subscription <laughs> I, I i'm still very much enjoying it. okay the show yes yeah, it's, it's super fun and a very welcome addition to my tv viewing uh in 2017 um however i really doubt they're going to make 
the show more interesting by potentially having Maya's dad be framed. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about any of that stuff. Right. And I think it's much, much, much less interesting than if he did it. Yeah. So, they already have enough characters. They already have enough story. They already have enough dynamics that can be in flux to, to work with. Why aren't we spending any time with Diane? I feel like we're not spending any time with oh, Diane. Oh, we're not spending any time with Diane. Okay. Like, that's... She, she's our main character in theory. She's one of three main characters. Yeah. And fleshing out the, the, the Maya stuff at the expense of really dwelling with where Diane is right now. I would rather see her alone in her, like, gutted out apartment because she's had to sell a bunch of stuff. Right. Or if, if, even if she has that apartment any longer, which she yeah. doesn't probably... She, shouldn't yeah um like that's that's what i would like to see i don't care who like uncle jacks and like these back and forth and the, like the 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 micro expressions cancer thing was really interesting um in episode two right yeah it was episode two that like and that that was really interesting but i think after that i needed some space from all this um which they couldn't really do because the way they ended with the cliffhanger yeah but well, we get space this week. I'll okay. let you know. So that'll be good. And we can yeah. talk about how much freer Maya is without the Rindels around her. Yeah. Not to give too much away, but if you looked at the cast list for the episode, you know that they're not in it. So yeah. so, so that's that's the trouble that I'm having with it right now. Uh, I do love the stuff with, with Michael Boatman. And with... <sighs> He's so great in this episode. He's always so great. He is. When but they he... give him anything. Right, but they gave him a lot this week. Yeah. To make up for the fact that they never gave him enough. That they, like, forgot he existed on The Good Wife? Yeah, I never made any rhyme or reason why he just kept disappearing beyond the fact that Michael Bowman has a Nickelodeon show, which is true. Mm -hmm. And going, oh, right, well, Michael's free this week. We can use him. (laughs) Yeah, I really need them to not do that again. Right, especially now, because, like, now it's... He's starting to already feel like ostracized because mm-hmm. everyone can kind of have a sense that he voted for Trump. And that's why he was able to maintain this contract. And again, we're getting to see how real world politics and the shift mm-hmm. from what they expected to happen will, is influencing the stories that they're telling on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, more on that, I'm sure, in the coming weeks. Just Michael Bowman's awesome. He is. He, he needs more. To, anyways, sorry. Let's move on to another pair of badass ladies and that's the top chef finale uh with brooke and shirley i guess i guess i spoiled things and i didn't leave a space for a spoiler warning here but i'm going to talk about who won so if you don't want to know skip ahead to the next you know chapter marker this is why you should subscribe to the m4a chaptered feed so that you can hit the next button and go right to the next chapter anyways that's as much spoiler time as i'm going to give so so brooke won and it was pretty clear when uh, she she was better in the first course, though Shirley was good. Um, destroyed the second course. Uh, they were neck and neck with maybe Shirley winning the third, and then Shirley killed dessert. But it's overall it was Brooke. However, all the feels, all the tears, because you know how much of, of I know you've seen some of the season. How much of the season did you see around like the the interviews and stuff around Shirley and her mom? None. I I've, I only watched like the first two or three. First episodes. two episodes. Okay. Yeah. Well, because Shirley only became a chef when she was like twenty eight. She gave up promising other careers to do. I remember that, that. Yeah. Right. And and her parents didn't really understand it and necessarily support it. Um. So, 
they bring in the, their, their, their parents um, and her sister and like it's, they bring in their families, right? Right. So at one point, oh, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. The mom asks the sister, um, how do you say I'm proud of you in English? Mm -hmm. She wants to be able to say it in English so that the it'll because she knows it'll be on TV and because she right. knows how much it'll mean to her. Mm -hmm. And just like and just like all the tears. The mom's crying. Shirley's crying. The talking head she keeps doing, like, the wipe it away. You know, right. Like, like, oh, my God. So emotional. So amazing. And, like, like yes, it was very clear that Brooke won the, the meal. It w there wasn't a lot of suspense in that. But because the editors had done such a good job of building up over the past few episodes a different win condition for Shirley, it let you enjoy for both of them. Mm-hmm. The, the so you didn't feel like and Shirley's a loser because I feel like Shirley because she's amazing and so, like you didn't get that wish you know if Sheldon had been in the finale I'm sure it would have been a similar they would have found something for that too but but it, the emotion from Shirley and her family was so incredibly genuine like like Shirley her entire meal was structured each each course had a name and it was with a specific memory her connection to her food. The third course was for my dad. The the fourth course was for her mom, and and so like she introduced each course, and she'd be like, <laughs> she, like, and like happy, like wave, excited, like look over to her to her parents, like approval, approval, please. <laughs> um, um, and and just like you could tell how how emotional she was, and because they didn't they didn't know or they should have expected, but they didn't necessarily know that their family would be there. So like seeing that, like the cameras catching that every time that. That's not something that's that's scripted. That's not something that's forced. And so then, the, then it makes you really feel, um, it feels very genuine. The, mm -hmm. the moments they get later on. So, so yes, the food looked really good. Yes, Brooke won. It seemed like she deserved to win, but Shirley got this beautiful moment as well. And it reminded me, in a different way, very different way, um, but of, of the the again the genuine emotion of some of the uh, Great British Bake break off big off uh, finales that they've they've had over the past like three seasons so it was it was lovely and um very emotional and now i'm ready for a little top chef break <laughs> <laughs> well that always happens though with top chef is you finish the season you're just like i don't want to watch this show again for a little while yeah which is i think where I, why i didn't keep up with it is like i was still feeling that from like the previous like cycle that i had watched and mm -hmm. i just went yeah i'm still okay <laughs> now how now, how ready are you for another season of Drag Race? Because it's coming soon. Is it? Yeah, it's a good, and they're going to be on VH1 this year. Oh, I didn't know that they were going to be on VH1 this year. Um, I don't know if I get VH1, honestly. Uh -huh. um, I'll have to look. But, I mean, I also paid for whatchamacallit, so um, All Stars. So yeah. if it's not, I'll just pay for it. Um, I'll probably be okay, but I will really want to format, like, shift of yeah. some kind of making sure that the challenges don't hit on like a very set basis but they're going to they're going to and i like that they oh. do i want to know the, when the library is open <laughs> and the snatch game and these other oh man okay well we'll see we'll see um you know how ready we are for that when it actually does does drop um i don't think any either of us was ready for the detour this week i was not ready for the this <laughs> No, I, I was not ready for the tub. Um, well, it's really weird. I was in, I was perfectly ready for the whole pregnant lady surrogacy mm -hmm. 
exploration of what happens to a body when it's pregnant type yeah. of thing. That stuff I'm always here for mm-hmm. in a very weird way in that I think pregnancy is really interesting and fascinating. And that it its depiction on television is always very weird. Mm-hmm. And is tends to veer towards the one note of the sweaty woman breaking her yeah. the hand of her partner in yeah. some way, um, or yelling at her, mm-hmm. her partner to get out, and yeah. or just it's this very emotional type of thing. Yeah. But I this is I mean it's played for laughs, but there's all this there's this element of honesty about its depiction. Fluids. There's so many fluids. So many fluids. So many fluids. <laughs> And I think that's really important. And I really liked how they drove that point home by having the kid born on a polar bear skin rock. Yeah. Blood everywhere. <laughs> Blood everywhere, followed immediately by the placenta just <laughs> slipping right out. Traumatizing his children. Uh, You've ruined pizza. She's ruined pizza. This is why you leave the door shut. Yeah. This is why you do that. So I enjoyed all of that. Like, I thought that was really great. And I actually enjoyed, like, all of this. But I, the whole navigation of, like, sex between a couple that's been married for, like, 15 years at this point uh, is just really aggressively sexual to me in a lot of ways. Not in, like, a negative way, but just it was – I thought it was very explicit for what they could get away with mm-hmm. in terms of describing things, um, particularly, like, when I was trying to remind you what this episode was about. I was just like, did you remember Jason Jones saying, it's like a starfish trying to grab a quarter off a glass <laughs> table? And I just went, what the fuck? <laughs> that is so explicit. And uh, Is that the line of the week? Yeah, that is totally the line of the week that's going to haunt me. Um, in part because part it's... Right, it, but it's also like a line that feels very... That, that that was a line that was worked in the writer's room quite extensively, but also one that just works really perfectly to describe exactly what's happening. Yeah. And I think that that's really great, but I also love like little things aside that kind of set that joke up as well as like her mention of the fact that she had C-sections. Yeah allows that joke to really happen yeah because otherwise it's just like uh biologically speaking maybe yes but yeah type of thing so but it's just i like their whole how all of this is played for sex comedy but in a lived-in way i think is the really essential thing of like no 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 we can keep the mood happening i just need to check wikipedia real quick (laughs) about the effectiveness of pulling out But then we can get right back to it. (laughs) Yeah. So I really enjoyed all of that. And I even enjoyed, like, the faking the orgasm thing. And then he's just, I've been working on it. (laughs) And his pride at that. So, um, but you had a kind of a different take on this idea of explicitness with this episode. Like, so tell me how you read a lot of this. Well, because when I thought of this episode, yes, there was the stuff with with, uh, Natalie Z and Jason Jones that was more explicit. But for me, all the stuff with, with the pregnancy and with the birth and all that wasn't explicit. It was just, like, body horror reality. <laughs> so, like, like oh, man, the pool and the film, right? The the, the, the viscous. The viscous, the viscosity, yes. uh, The viscousness. Viscosity uh, is the correct term. Of, yes. of, the, of the, I'm just going to say fluid, not even liquid, fluids was... Like, almost made me gag, mm-hmm. it, which was exactly... Just the top of it, too. Yeah, just, like, that was right. That was the right way to do it. But there, there was some... There's, for me, that was part of the episode, a huge part of the episode. But I also really appreciated the sweetness and the, the question marks of 
of Jareb and the and the neighbor girl and that that potential budding sexuality and the the awkwardness and and you could tell that uh, I forget her name the Delilah Delilah Delilah, Delilah yeah. she knows that she's being left out but she doesn't quite understand it and and so like and her awkwardness and all, like I thought that was actually handled that third wheel brings a lot of stability <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was it was very um, actually surprisingly deft. For these things, yes. and, and the actors, the kids have shown that they—they're so good. They're so good that they can handle all of this yeah. stuff. So you have, you know, that element to it as well. And I love that there's never like, yes, we're laughing at the the husband and his ten seconds of silence to, for the room, uh, but the but the show never does, mm-hmm. and and the wife never does. There's never a like a like deem. There's never a sense that he is not a worthy partner yes. for her. That that because he's not the pick you up and take you to the hospital and like big you know stereotypically masculine presence right. in this moment that that is anything other than exactly what he should be and what she needs from him. So she needs she needs a doula, but they're they they arranged for that and then their doula got stuck in traffic. So like you know like I, I really appreciated that as well. Because you expect that to be the punchline, but it never happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of that also has to do with how really deft Jason Jones is in mm-hmm. this episode in particular, but how he's he's really, he finds a really good line, I think, in a lot of this, but he never feels buffoonish. Mm-hmm. Even when he, the situation warrants a type of, exaggerated reaction i mean yeah. you're floundering around in this tub of fluid <laughs> why wouldn't you feel just weird about all of that in yeah. a lot of ways and just like kind of flummoxed by all of it that mm-hmm. you're in this situation yeah and i think that he manages to make all of that feel really authentic mm-hmm. and that's where all the humor comes from it's just like it's very easy to your point about this being like body horror but body comedy yeah and just becoming gross out stuff but the way that the show writes it and also like stages like shot selection as well Mm -hmm. and the fact that they keep pushing them into these situations but it never feels unearned in any particular way and i think that's really important to keeping it all funny but also keeping it from slipping into things that we've seen before yeah yeah, and the, the, again, they're continuing. It's only three episodes into this new season, but they are continuing to find new notes to play, and they're continuing to, to develop, especially the kids, um, and, and shift the dynamics as they continue to get a little bit older. So I, I'm glad that they're doing that. Um, obvi- now, theory. Theory. It's her dad. I'm deeply confused. Who are you talking about? Natalie Z's dad. Oh, is that is, who... is behind all of this? Probably, and, and, yeah. And, and she, because she worked for her dad, import export. Yeah. Like, so her dad's a, a crime lord or, like, something like that. He's right. trying to pull her back. So the phone calls, like, I did what you said. She's yes. lost. It's, that's going to be the dad, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I hadn't, I and truth be told, I really don't care that much um, <laughs> about her whole backstory. I think uh-huh. it's interesting insofar as it gives the character a different type of perspective on everything that's happening. Yeah. But, like, the actual mechanics of it, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, like, I enjoy the weird jokes that happen within the interrogation rooms. Like, mm-hmm. I love that little piece of paper that says what we know so far yeah. as the recap of explaining everything within yeah. the show. Maybe autistic, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Um, yeah, yeah. So, we'll, we'll, like you said, the, what's more fun is the journey of it and yeah. what the, the way 
you know, what that lets Natalie Z play and what that, you know, the, the continual, like, normal guy role and the ex- increasingly exasperated normal guy role for Jason Jones th- yeah. that happens as a result. Um, well, not a normal guy is the lead. <laughs> uh, how was that transition? How was that? That, that was good. That was seamless. good. Seamless. Seamless. Totally right? seamless. Into, is our lead, of course, for Legion. But way to turn him into an abnormal person. I think I think it doesn't need to mean that he's uh, there's anything wrong with that, but he is not your average individual. I think we can agree. And Jason Jones is very much going for far too far uh, far more understanding than most would be average Joe. Uh, David has a bunch of other stuff going on. Now we got to see Jermaine at the beginning yes, of this. We one. did, and he shows up later in the episode, okay, which will, will make you happy. Yes, and now the listeners uh, because of travel. I've only seen the first half of this episode. But twice. But I've seen it twice, so that was <laughs> wonderful. Um, so uh, what, what, what did you think of, of Chapter 4 and, like, this time in the astral plane and the, 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 you know, dreams and all that? Right. The astral plane stuff is sort of where I was really concerned about the show going based on Season 1. Mm-hmm. Season 1. Uh, the first couple episodes where it was a lot of very bordering on the self-indulgent type of thing. and. I don't think that this is excessively self-indulgent, but it's very driven from, A, a particular type of, um, like, vein within comics. Um, not necessarily mainstream, but they're clearly drawing inspiration from other more alternate type of stuff. But they're also, like, trying to put their own pin, I think, on the astral plane representation, which is interesting. But it's uh, just the opening of it with him, Jermaine, or what's the actor's Clement. Yeah, Jermaine Clement, yeah. Yeah, talking about it, um, uh, talking about this type of stories that we tell, and then him clicking on a film reel and then zooming out of the ice cube. I'm just like, oh my God, stop masturbating right now. <laughs> I can't deal with this. Um, this is not the detail. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I, I struggled a lot with the kind of astral planiness of this stuff, but the, the, the rest of the team searched for like pieces of David's past so that they can get david back from the astral plane is really good it has this heavy film noir vibe as sid provides a narration of them like investigating a case trying to hunt down people who may know something and like sifting through the memories and sifting through like trying to figure out everything so we find out like that david's memories shock among shocks aren't reliable what what unreliable who would ever heard of that exactly oh but we find out like that his ex-girlfriend the one that he was living with um before everything spiraled out of control for him uh that the friend that was there for a lot of this was not aubrey plaza not aubrey plaza but actually in fact a big fat guy Mm -hmm. uh named benny not lenny Yes. And so suddenly everything else gets shifted and my idea about her being like a personality represented within him in some sort of way, I think suddenly gains some sense of weight, though, again, it still doesn't explain the wall. But there's sudden like David's becoming aware of the fact that there are these tensions within him, basically. And um, Clement's character explains this to him as well. And he's and we find out where he is physically mm-hmm. in this episode as well. So he's like he has a corporeal body that we like become yeah. aware of this week. But we also find out like everything about how Corey kind of functions. Carrie, sorry, Carrie, how Carrie kind of functions. And there's some other stuff about like 
the show kind of nodding along with the fact that, are you sure that we're outside of his brain? <laughs> is an actual question that someone asks. And, and they've asked that before, at least once before. So I appreciated that that came back here. Because mm-hmm. you would need to ask that. About, you're really, really sure. Yeah. You're very sure. Cause I just, I would like to be confident in the fact that I'm actually in my body. Especially right. for Sid. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good point, especially for Sid. So, it's... I struggled with, like, half of this episode, but I really liked the other half of this episode. I thought it was really good, really interesting. I liked the aesthetics of it overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it climaxes twice, mm-hmm. and it, as a result, the actual, like, climax is kind of cheapened by the fact that it does it twice. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, so it's it's good. I I wasn't as knocked over by this episode as I was by like, the, and I wasn't even like particularly knocked over by episode three. But I really liked episode three compared to the two episodes that came before it. So this felt more in the vein of like episode one for me in a lot of ways, which makes me antsy okay. as we hit the halfway point. Now, as we hit the halfway point, uh, Fargo season one, Fargo season two, Legion season one. Where are you at? I didn't finish Fargo season two, so... Well, clearly that would be at the bottom then. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I forget where I stopped Fargo season two. Uh, so I like Legion more than either of the Fargos. Okay. Which is... Which, but I, I also feel like this is a little bit more just in my genre wheelhouse in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. But also, like, I don't have to feel like they're, they're riffing on the Coen brothers. Yeah. Well, I say they, but I but Holly's not, like, riffing on the Coen brothers and, mm-hmm. like... And riffing on the Coen brothers is a weird thing, as you and I have discussed in the past. It's just like, it's weird to riff on people who are already aggressively postmodern anyway. So mm-hmm. why do you do, what, what's the point in this? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm liking Legion of those, but I'd also rather just watch The Unusuals, which is a show mm-hmm. we all forget that he created. <laughs> I don't forget. Well, try telling that. I was one of the three people who watched it. Right, and but try <laughs> telling that to Vulture, who's just like, no sophomore slump here. And it's just like, guys, he's created five shows now. We've just scrubbed the other two from his existence because now he's an auteur. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, well, I will have more thoughts on this next week after yeah. I finish this up and this at least episode, and, and you know we'll, we'll both have seen next week's episode by then. Um, I did like what I saw at the beginning of the episode, and I look forward to getting to see the next. Episode. <laughs> There's nothing quite as frustrating as get as finally getting back to the point that you finish and realizing you're about to lose your Wi-Fi at the airport again. Ugh, the and worst. It is like airport a, Wi-Fi timeout. The worst. Not fun. Not fun. It's a first world problem here at Claxicon. Um, a few show notes here at the end of our week in TV. You can find a post of this episode up at theteleverse.org, uh, where you can leave us a comment and let us know what you thought of the week's TV. You can email theteleverse at gmail.com. You can find us in iTunes with an M4A chapter feed and an MP3 unchapter feed. We, you can leave a rating or review there. It would be greatly appreciated. You can also, of course, rate and review us at Stitcher, where you can find the podcast. And, um, and then we're both up on the Televerse. I, or, uh, I, we are both up at the Televerse, though. You're not lying. Yeah. We're both up on Twitter. Yeah. I am at the Televerse, and Noel, you are. At the Tele... No, I'm at, I'm at Noel RK, and you can find uh, my writing over at uh, tvguide.com right now. And now we are going to take a break and come back with TV Trivia Live with Noel and Jay. Yeah. 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 We'll be right back after this.
also tones of Final Jeopardy. Um, as you were well aware, it is time for our TV Trivia Live with Nolan Kate. Now, this quiz is in the show notes, but this is from BuzzFeed. Yes, this is from BuzzFeed. It, it actually, this is a super new quiz. This got published yesterday. So we're very timely. Yeah, no, this timely. is great. Okay, so. All right, ready? so, yeah, I'm, I'm all set. Let's do this. Go all team. Right. All right, ready? Yeah. All right. What flavor of pizza does Walt throw onto the garage Pepperoni. roof? Okay. Well, let's see if you're right. You're right, though. Because, yeah, that's correct. If I can spell pepperoni. How do you spell pepperoni? <laughs> yeah, we got it. Okay. okay. So, oh, that um, was, and that was from Breaking Bad. Listeners, There's a picture, yeah. but that was yeah. from Breaking Bad. Okay. All right. So next, um, and I even I know this one. Um, so what's the name of the football team in Friday Night Lights? There it's, are two answers. There are, you're right. There are two answers. The Panthers and the Lions. Let's see which. They mean the Panthers. They do mean the Panthers. And they do mean the Panthers. Okay. So um, name. Oh, this is really easy. Name one of the three sons from Empire. We'll just type in Jamal. <laughs> no, oh, three sons. I, I heard songs. <laughs> but yeah, the Jamal. Yep. Yep. All right. So now we're going to get to a hard one. How many, okay. How many children do Apu and... Uh, What's his wife's name? Manjula. Have. Damned if I know. I don't watch The Simpsons. So, this is on you. I want to say either three or five. Okay. Which one do you want to go with? I don't know. I feel like it's five. Let's do five. Okay. We're going to go with five. And you are not correct. Do you have to do a number? Oh, maybe I do have to do a number. Yep. Okay, three. Okay. Nope. Okay, keep guessing. Guess numbers. Um. Two. It's more than two. Um, Six. Eight. It's eight. It's eight. Okay, that took us way too long, listeners. Yep. Okay, um, so you need to name one of these three stranger... Ca- Are you kidding me? Are you about to ask me which uh, one yeah. of the names... Which of the- one of those do you want to Dustin! name? Dustin! Always Dustin. <laughs> Dustin is always right. Dustin <laughs> is the best. These are the children from Stranger Things. Okay. All right, so who's younger, Frank or Claire? Underwood from House of Cards. I, wa- I want to say... Uh, I think it's I Frank. I want to say Frank. I want to. I want to say Frank. I feel as like well. it's only gonna be a plot point if it's Frank. Yeah. She did have that. No, it's Claire. It's Claire, which oh. I'm surprised about. Okay. I thought she was older. Well, usually if they make that a plot point, that's why. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, I only watched one season. Bada of bing. this. Oh, it's Bada Bing. We should ask uh, the question for <laughs> listeners' sake. The question was, what is the strip club? I need to stop looking at the, the, the computer do. here. I mean, stop looking at the question. Is what is the strip club on The Sopranos? And it's the Bada Bing. Okay, no, what's the next question? <laughs> oh, there you go. I got it. All right, um, so how many seasons of Six Feet Under were there? There were six or seven. Um, so which one are you going to say? I think there were six, but okay, I don't six. remember. Nope. Seven. So you want to go with seven? Go with seven. Nope. Five? We're an eight. Five. Five, okay. All right. Um, I can't speak what this says in Dothraki, so um, you can look at it and tell me what it's... Shek Mashkiri Ani mean in Dothraki. Mother of Dragons? Let's find out, because I sure as hell... It's a picture... There's a picture of Danny. so... No. No? Okay, Ani is probably year, right? Why are you asking me? Shek and Shiraki... My, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, you give up? Yep. My son and stars. Oh, son and stars, of course. That's yep. what she calls her beloved. All right. What was the name of the diner the gang in Seinfeld constantly oh, visited? Oh, oh, I know this. I know this. You know this? 
do you know this? This it's is actually on the tip of monks. my tongue. Yes, monks. It's monks. I'm like Jennifer Armstrong is never coming back on the podcast <laughs> if I get this wrong. <laughs> Purchase right. her book Seinfeldia at, at your local bookstores. All right. What letter does Mr. and Mrs. Geller's name both start with from friends? Huh. Well, Monica and Ross don't have the same. No. So it's, so it's not a family one. No. Um, I do not know. Do you know? I do. Okay. It's, what is it? It's J. It's a J? Yeah. I was going to guess J. Yeah. Because I don't remember her name. I remember his is Jack. Is, is she Jill? No, 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 but I don't remember what hers is. Judy. Yes, it is. It's Judy. All right, so what's... Oh, yeah, it's right there. Uh, so what's the surname of Morty's principal in Rick and Morty? I don't know. I've seen all of Rick and Morty. Okay. Um, I do not know the principal's name. Okay, yeah, I have no idea. So we have to give up on that one. All right. Um, it is Principal Vagina. Well, that would be memorable. Yeah. But apparently not. Yeah, apparently not. So in Sex and the City... Charlotte's dog was originally called Princess Dandy Ridge Brandywine. What does she rename her? Something much more doggy. Um, I I don't remember, and I feel okay not getting this one right. Yeah, though we're we're doing terribly. I gotta yeah, say at this I'm, point, Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor. Oh yes, of course. Yes. Okay, that is All yes. Right. All right. So when first arriving in Westworld, you and I both really kept up with Westworld. <laughs> what was the name of the main town? I don't have any idea. Sweetwater. It is Sweetwater. Yeah, as soon as okay, they said it. Sweetwater. All right. I didn't watch Dexter at all. This is all premium cable bullshit. Um, <laughs> how do you really feel, Noel? Yeah, that's how I feel. What name does the press use to describe Dexter's killing? The Bay Harbor... Butcher. Butcher. Which is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, in Parks and Recreation, hey, a network show... Uh, what does what what did April drive through a Nordstrom? A hearse, I guess. I don't actually remember this. No. No. Um, or I misspelled hearse, which is. Nah, I, th- I, th- I think I think that's right. Okay. Um. Okay. A golf cart. I didn't even know they had a Nordstrom in. <laughs> no, I, I feel like it's something that that no. we heard about. Um. Do you want to keep guessing things, or do you want to give up? Um. Yeah, I have no idea. So. Yeah, let's just give up. That's fine. Okay. Uh, riding lawnmower. That yeah. Okay. Yeah, Again, that, that, makes, that sense. makes sense. All right. So, what's the name of the youngest member of Modern Family? Oh, it's, what's the? the is kid. it Lily? Oh, oh yeah, Lily. Yeah, yeah, Lily. Is it Lily? Unless there's been another one. It's not Lily. Is that the wrong name? No, I think that's the right name. Did I Sophia think... Vergara's character give birth again? Very possibly. Yeah. Especially I've... considering they have a picture of pregnant Sophia Vergara right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe. Oh, yep, that's the baby. Okay, Joseph. Yep. Okay. All right, all right, all right, here we go, here we go. We got a lost question. Okay, yeah, well, we're around the corner here. Yeah. Only a handful left. What game did Locke teach Walt during their time on the island? The He, uh, uh backgammon. Yep. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yeah, that is correct, because yeah. they talk about the dark and the light. As if that weren't heavy-handed at all. Yeah, <laughs> no. All right, Broad City's Lincoln has a website. What is it called? Oh. It's a dentist pun. Um, I don't know the answer to this. We are very bad at this. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're just doing horribly. Our listeners are just yelling at their 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 pod catching devices. Um, I don't remember, but it's funny and it's silly. Oh right, the al dente, dente dentist. dentist. Yes, that is correct. 
All right, what was Glenn's original job in The Walking Dead? You should know this. He was a pizza delivery guy. He was a pizza delivery. He had that. No, he didn't have that cap. Yeah, he did. Yeah, well, no, he had the hat, but was yeah, it? it wasn't the pizza delivery. Oh yeah, is it just pizza delivery? Thank you. Yeah. Oh boy, well that's just diminishing. All right, how many interns were there in Grey's Anatomy originally? Originally, we were just talking about Grey's Anatomy. We were just talking about Grey's Anatomy. So yeah, um, well, because they weren't all our main characters. There were a couple other ones. Um, yeah. I want to say either 8 or 12. Okay. We'll what go with 8 first. I don't know. Like, I didn't watch enough Grays to have an answer to this. It wasn't 8. And it wasn't 12. Okay, just get, give up because we're, it's, it's, we're not going to get perfect. 5. What? There don't... were way more than 5. Well, then take it up with the guy who uh, that were way more. Do they mean main characters? Because, <laughs> like, there was, like, a whole group of, like, the, there was a handful of them who had lunch together. Okay, cool. I have strong feelings about this, but we have one more question, which, which is... Uh, what are all Riverdale episode titles based off? You're the one who actually is watching Riverdale. I know, but I don't remember any of the episode titles. Is it, aren't, they, aren't they all, like, crime or noir things? Yeah, I want to say they're noir-based, but I could be wrong. Um, they're all movie titles. Movie so, titles, yeah. okay. Well, we did okay. We did not do okay. We got 12 out of 22. That's horrible. That's half. That's horrible. That's slightly more than that half. That is horrible. Okay, we're taking the theme song quiz now, and we're going to do better, and we're going to redeem ourselves. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. We'll work together. Yes. But if, you know, if one of us gets it before the other one, then sure. they get so it. you want me to keep individual scores, what you're saying? Well, no. <laughs> okay, re- redemption, here we come. Oh, well, the Brady, the Brady, Brady Bunch. Bunch. Yeah. Brady Bunch. Okay. Smallville. Smallville. Oh, God, Smallville. That one's all you. That one's all you. I feel good about that. I don't, I don't mind missing that one. It's a great theme song. It's Oh. oh. There's a time for love and a time for Take a chance and face the What is this? We're like, who's the, the boss? boss? We lose oh. that one. Oh man, that was killing us. Oh. I can see the credits. No. No. Growing pains. Oh man. Okay. Okay. This redemption is not. Oh, God, freaking Enterprise. <laughs> Boo Earns. I wish I didn't know that one. Yes, that is Enterprise. Ah. This is this is a mean quiz. Oh, this is Family Matters. Ah, yes. Yes, okay. Wait, is it? It's a rare condition this day and age. Yep, yep, yep. Golden, Golden Girls. Girls. Which, is, which is, like, we should have mentioned now. Yes, by the way, go get Z2 Hulu and some Golden Girls. You'll be happy. Get some cheesecake. Watch some, yeah. So <laughs> Benny Hill. Yep. Oh, no, are we tied? We're, like, all tied. Like, you're yeah. tied. tied. And wrong tied. <laughs> Oh, uh, um, uh, uh, um, ah, uh, uh, press heaven, what are yours? 
having fun. Yeah, I'm. We will just keep going until we get tired of this, and then people will just say bye to the bell. Yeah, okay. 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 Oh, Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> I was gonna say like, oh, uh, uh Gilgamesh. Yep, yeah, that one too. You beat me. If I get that other one, you get that one. Night Rider. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> My lack of of, of 80s. Yeah, show, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I do know that it's, um, cheers, I do know that it's, um, the guy who is the Broadway John Adams, and also Feeney, who voiced the car. What's his name again? William something. William Daniels. Daniels, there we are. Baywatch! Seriously? Yes. <laughs> no. Man of the people. With the or a man of David Hasselhoff. Oh, there, that's true. There's that, yeah. Beverly Hills Bellies, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. You, you're beating me. You're winning. Give yourself the credit, dude. Born and raised. Freshman to the Belair. No, that was, that was both of us. That was... It is one of the most memorable. <laughs> we may. We'll see how this goes. Dawson's Creek. Yes. <laughs> it's like, that was all you. No, I... We got to the follow... Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that affinity for Dawson's Creek that so many our, our age do. Friends. Friends. <laughs> we've we just gotten that one by the claps and nothing else. And I feel like this is a good place to end it. At 20? Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Noel, I doffed my imaginary cap. Thank you. You are clearly the victor. We're going to finish this video off air. Though. We, we are going to finish this video <laughs> off air. Um, and so, I, I, listeners, I hope that was fun for you. It was fun for us. Uh, let us know how many you got of the uh, of these theme songs. I mean, I guess we were blaring the answers. Right. We were. Right in the middle. But yeah. we'll see. I'll, 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 I'll try to... Do some you editing won't. magic. We'll see what happens. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, Noel, always a pleasure. And live and in-person record. Live and in-person. Oh, so much better. Okay. Well, uh, next week we'll be back with our wrap-up of Klaxicon 2017 and plenty more TV thoughts, I'm sure. Uh, reach out to us at the previously mentioned places, and hopefully we'll meet up with uh, a handful of you guys here at Klaxicon as well but uh thank you noel as ever and thank you everyone for listening we'll be back next week with another episode of the televerse